You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And believe it or not, folks, we've got Mr. Steve Ronaldo and Mr. Jim Weber at the round table. And we've got a very special guest on the line today. Mr. Buddy Holzeman, and he is from the Museum of Automobiles in Arkansas. And uh, Steve, did you say you'd been there as well? A long time ago. A long time ago. Okay, yeah. Jim Weber has been there. So, uh, Buddy, I, I, I'm going to take back everything I said about asking you hardball questions. I'm going to have these guys really throwing it in at about 9,800 miles an hour, hardball on you, and... Uh, See if we can stump you. You've been there a little while yourself. What, 28 years, I believe you told me? Mine is dead, too. Uh, that was 48 years. I went to work there in 1966. 48? 48. Wow, okay. Uh, we're having a little, uh, are you all hearing him better now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. And, uh, well, 48 years, I guess you've got a little bit of experience. Well, just a little. That's um, that's good, and I I want to go through uh, just a, a brief history of the museum, uh, as it was owned by uh, Winthrop Rockefeller, and I believe Jim, you were there when it when yes, yeah. Rockefeller owned it, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't, buddy. I, I don't even. Re- I was a kid, and so you know that was a long time ago. He was there on your first day, buddy, if that's any indication. <laughs> it's been quite a while. Yeah, he yeah. drove the brand-new Model T that you bought. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah no. Uh, <laughs> was it a T or a K? Yeah. yeah. So, well, let, let me say this. It's always been a nice stopping point going across Arkansas to, to do that. Now, how much did you pay that train to go by? Well, I don't know, but... <laughs> I didn't think about that when I agreed to do this from home instead of the office, but uh, I live close to a railroad. In fact, this is the home that I was in uh, and, and grew up at. Uh, I ended up back here on the home place, and I really enjoy it. But anyway, it'll go by here in a minute. Oh, no, that's fine. Yes. You're good. Um, let's let's talk about the cars. Uh, the, the oldest car you have is an 04 Oldsmobile, correct? That that's correct. And it's but it's not a curve dash. There's something unusual about no, it. It's a it's a French front. It's uh, uh, you know the the curve dash was the first model that came out. I think in 1901, and they made those for I think through 04. But anyway, in 04 they came out with a French front. And uh, even though it's got a mid-mounted engine, it appears to have a hood, and even has the shape of a radiator on it. But uh, but really, it, you know, the engine is back under the seat. Uh, uh, this, this it's a pretty rare car. A few years back, I heard there was only four of them in existence uh, uh, that have survived. And uh, but I, you know, I can't confirm that. But I know I do know. I've talked to other owners, and they said that it, it's a very rare car. What, what exactly is a French front? 
Well, it's just uh, it's just term termination that they gave it because it, uh, it it's got uh, it, it's got a hood on it and a and, and the appearance of a radiator. Whereas all that is, it covers a storage compartment up under the front there, and the engine is in the same place that the curved dash had the engine. So it's just it's just some terminology that they gave to it a French front uh, a model. Yeah, it made, it made it look like a car. That's correct. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Okay. Like like Franklin with the, the air cool cars with the big radiator looking thing. Yeah. That's right. They did the same thing. Goofy looking. Um, yeah. uh, the, the, the French have always sort of lied about things, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Is that where you get so the French front from? The what? That's where you get the French front from. It's, it's sort of a, a fabrication, or you have to have an imagination. Okay, I've Mr. Seen, de Gaulle. I've yeah. seen a lot of lovely French fronts, David. Um, yes, Bridget yes, Bardot. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, um, not bad back. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things like that, um, are all forty-eight cars ones that Mister Rockefeller had, or have you changed some of the cars around? Actually, they've all been changed, uh, with one or two exceptions. And the and the reason being, let me give you a brief history. Uh, once Brockfellow in uh, in 1961 bought the Jimmy Melton collection that was down in Florida. Jimmy Melton had a a uh, a museum in Hypoluxa, Florida. And earlier, he was a pioneer car collector. He had a museum up in uh, up in Connecticut. Yeah. But anyway, Mr. Rockefeller bought those and started a re-restoration process on his collection uh, because back in in the early '60s, uh, restoration was pretty much slapping a little bit of paint on it on top of what was already there. And so, all the cars need to be re-restored before we could exhibit them. And and a, a restoration program was started and. When he, uh, uh, in 1964, the fall of 1964, the museum was opened, and with, strictly with his collection of cars. Now, in addition to the uh, Melton collection, we added uh, some of his family cars from New York, and uh, uh, some of good old original cars in the 30s and 40s and 50s that he had an aunt that never sold anything, I think. She just buy one or two a year and then keep them. And so we got a dozen cars there. Plus we added some uh, Model A's, Model T's, and things like that. And uh, But now, and it opened in 64. Now, he passed away in 1973. And, uh, and two years later, the trustees of his estate sold his collection of cars, the bulk of them going to Harris out in Reno. And, uh, uh, and, and they... They proceeded to, uh, you know, we closed it in the fall of, of 75, and and then we uh, we talked to the trustees about what they were going to do with the building. I say we, myself, and nine other guys, because we wanted to reestablish the museum. Uh, and uh, we talked to the trustees about it, and uh, after several discussions, they decided that they wanted to give the building and the grounds to Arkansas, to the state of Arkansas Department of Parks. So we went and talked to the people at the Parks Department, and they said, well, we'd like to have the museum reestablished because it's a, it's a major attraction for the state, and if, uh, if you guys will take it and operate it, then we'll accept it uh, because we, we have no other use for it. It's on Pettigene Mountain, which is in very rural Arkansas, about 65 miles from Little Rock, 
and about 15 miles from Interstate 40, which wasn't there at the time, but it is now. And uh, so that, so we formed a 501c3 nonprofit organization, leased the building back from the uh, state parks, and and then opened it back up in the spring of '76. So we really never lost a season. We just lost, we just lost a winter. And we opened it back up strict. We didn't own a vehicle, so we opened it up with cars on loan. I think we gathered up 33 cars and uh, and opened it back up. And from that point on, we've been adding cars, upgrading the collection, and uh, and the fact that we're a 501c3 and can give a charitable write-off to donations for fair market value, we have accumulated a permanent collection through donations of 36 cars. So we have 36 cars of our own. So about half the cars that are on the floor now belonged uh, are on loan. About half of them are in our permanent collection. And the few that we've got uh, that, that was in the Rockefeller collection there was an Arkansas-built climber. Then there was about 275 of those built in Little Rock, Arkansas, from 19, uh, 1919 through 1923. And there's only two of them known to exist, uh, survived. So, and we have both of those, and we display one of those, and the other we use in some of our programs, like taking to shows and parades and things like that. And uh, and then we have his t- two of his personal cars. When he moved to Arkansas in 1953, he brought with him a 1951 Cadillac Fleetwood 75. And for sentimental reasons, he kept it. And we also have his 1967 Cadillac Fleetwood 75 that uh, was his personal car at the time that he kept at his home on the mountain. So, And we have a, a, a Creeders popcorn wagon. It's a 1914 that, uh, that his son acquired from the estate before the cars went to Harris. And uh, and that's that. Those are the only ones that we have uh, that were in his collection. Um, re- refresh my memory: uh, the cars that went to Harris. Is that where the Adams Farwell came from? Was your your group of cars? No, sir. We didn't get that one. Uh, back when he bought the Melton collection, Jimmy Melton and he discussed this in '59. And uh, at that time, Melton had 85 cars. Right. Well, he, at the time, Mr. Rockefeller wasn't interested, so uh, Melton started selling off his cars one at a time, and he sold about half of them, uh, in fact, 40 of them, because we ended up getting 45. And that the car you're referring to evidently was sold prior to that, because we didn't get that car. Okay. All right. Uh, That's just, the one with the weird engine, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was made in Dubuque, Iowa. Um just a little interesting uh, side note, buddy. My esteemed colleague, Steve, next to me, gave me the book that was written by James Melton about his car collection. So I have bright, that. bright wheels rolling, right? Yes, sir. I have that in my library. I have it. I have it also. Good, good. I was going to say, if you didn't have it, I'd uh, loan it to you. Uh-huh. Now that that's of the museum when it was still in Connecticut. That was before, before right. it was moved to Florida. Yeah, and right. I think the last chapter talks about it being moved to Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh-huh. On that, I'll have to go back and look. It was about. Uh, when did you give me that book? Probably 15 oh, years I ago. Oh, I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, any of the collection uh, have a foreign origin? Any Rolls Royces, Delahays? Uh, at the present time, we don't have. Uh, 
uh, other than, uh, you know, an M- we've got an MG and we've got uh, Volkswagen, but it's not. It's a 52, so it's not. we don't really right. consider it well, foreign. Uh, we we have on loan from time to time. We've had some because we rotate the cars that are on loan to us. In fact, we had a, 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 a beautiful 37 Mercedes Phaeton. That uh, that uh, that we had for we kept about ten years, and it uh, recently has been removed uh, within the past year, and 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 has has been sold, and uh, and we've had a Rolls Royce or two. We had a twenty nine P one for a number of years, and and obviously you know when the cars are on loan, they're subject to leave at any time. But right. the old the Rolls stayed a pretty good while, and then we had one in the fifties for a while. Uh, uh, and we had a Duesenberg, uh, that's not foreign. But uh, but anyway, uh, we've in Mr. Rockefeller's collection, we over half the cars we had were, you know, uh, uh, pre-10, pre-1910. And about, and a lot of those were uh, were foreign-made. Right, yeah. I, I remember Black that. Black bins and, yeah, and uh, a lot of, quite a few of those. Uh, okay, what? that's the collection that you saw when you visited prior to 19. 19- 75. Yeah. What was in the, uh, what MG, is it a TD, a TC? Yeah, uh, it's a 52 TD. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ronaldo has yeah. I have a 51 I've had for 40 years. <laughs> they, they seem to hang around. Which car do you think in your collection is the most unusual that of all of them? You know, and that Model A's and Model T's everybody knows. and yeah. But something really, has got anything, have anything now that's really just off the wall stuff? Well, we've got we've got several. I guess it's kind of hard to select one. The climber that I mentioned is very rare, so and it's unusual, but uh, probably doesn't have a lot of interest outside the state of Arkansas. Although it had a lot of interest to Bill Hara because he wanted one of every kind of car. <laughs> yeah, but, at uh, least we, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were fortunate to get it back. So it's it's special to us. Uh, the Creeders popcorn wagon, uh, 1914. It's one of the one of the units that were built, about a dozen units that were built by Creators when they first started building self-propelled uh, units. Uh, uh, yeah, those are pretty cool. That's a that's yeah, a pretty cool. You, does it work? One like one like Harris had, just like identical. Does it work? Oh yes, sir. Do you take it out and and set it up like in the summer and stuff? And, and well, we have in uh, in the early years. We haven't in 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 the past oh, fifteen or twenty years. It's been on. It's just been on display. So. Uh, those are the you know those are a couple of the cars we have a Model A town car which I know you said Model A's are excluded but town cars are uh, are you know are, are very rare yeah they are we're happy to have one of those yeah they're not they're pretty hard to find I, I tell you what I've got to interrupt this we've got to take a quick break buddy and uh, we'll be back if you'll stick with us you're listening to America's Web Radio we'll be back right after this this is Denise Simon eighteen hours a day. I live in a world as an intelligence analyst. What I find is reprehensible, what I find is terrifying, what I find is treasonous. The mainstream media has completely failed the American people. So join me for the Denise Simon Experience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings for Medicine on Call. 
and participate in a lively conversation. Learn what's happening behind the headlines in medicine. Understand Obamacare and learn how to protect yourself and navigate the system. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the air with uh, Buddy Holzman uh, from Arkansas, and we're talking about the Museum of Automobiles. Uh, Buddy, i got to ask, I have one question, and this is, this is my knowledge of automobiles, other than, other than playing with them when I was a kid. Um, but this is the one question they let me ask. I was going through what you have in your museum, and we, there are two things, actually. One, I think you're very unique in that you're open 364 days a year, and uh, no other museum that I know of does that. You're only closed on Christmas Day. Oh, I thought he'd close on my uh, birthday. Uh, no, oh. they they lower the flag to half staff on your birthday. <laughs> um, and the other question is, we we have interviewed a number of museums that tell us about the weddings they've had. So I got to ask, have you had a wedding at the museum? We have on our grounds. We've not had one inside the uh, inside the building in the exhibit area. No, we're not really we're really not set up for that. We uh, we've had a lot of group pictures, like school pictures and things like that, but. But we've had uh, we've got a nice ground, so with a little island on it, a lake with an island in it, and wow. we've had a number of weddings there. But those were, but not uh, nothing, nothing really, nothing to amount to anything. The uh, regarding the open three hundred sixty four days a year, we do that because we're we're at, you got to understand we're in rural Arkansas, you know, and uh, we're I thought, out, I in, thought all out of, in the country. I thought and, all of Arkansas was rural. <laughs> well, it could be. But uh, but you know we can't we can't go off and leave the place. We're we have to have somebody there twenty four seven, and and we can't leave it. Now you know the people say, why don't you have a you know an alarm system? Well, alarm system is only as good as somebody you can have to answer it. And the people that would answer it would be our county sheriff's department. And you know at two o'clock in the morning there may be one deputy on duty, and he might be. 75 miles away from the museum, you know, and how long it would take him to get there. So we feel like for security reasons and also for safety reasons, we have to keep somebody there 24-7. Now, since we're there all the time, we might as well be open because I can remember in the early days when I went there, traditionally museums, automobile museums, were closed on Monday throughout the year and Monday and Tuesday during the off-season. Well, uh, inadvertently, there's going to be somebody from Dallas that's headed uh, to uh, cross country, and they'll pull in on Monday morning and says, we got want to see this collection, and we can't stay overnight till tomorrow till you open back up, and we'd end up opening up and let them in anyway. So we, uh, we, we decided we'd just stay open. It's easy to promote something that's open year-round. And uh, so that, that's kind of the background on our being open all the time. By the what large city are you all close to? Well, uh, the large city would Dallas? be Little Rock, which is the capital, and we're about 65 miles from there. Oh, okay. And then how far are you from Fayetteville? Fayetteville, we're about 150 miles. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, a little, little off the beaten path, as you said. Yes, it is. Well, and so I, I understand that uh, when, when this all began to develop and uh, uh, Mr. Rockefeller's advisors advised he didn't. They didn't want him to build it on Pettigene Mountain. Of course, the corridor for Interstate 40 was there, but it wasn't yet built. But uh, his advisor says, first of all, you need to build it in Hot Springs, which, which is a very 
tourist-oriented uh, mm-hmm. city, especially at that time. And they said, if you're not going to build it in hot, hot springs, maybe build it in Little Rock or build it where the proposed I-40 is going to be running instead of on Pettigene Mountain where his home was. And he said, no, this is my museum, and I'm going to build it where I want to. <laughs> and I can do what I want. Mountain. You got that That's right. right. Did, he did, he man, did he mention anything about the signature on the other person's check? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> he got his way. Yeah, yeah. I can. You can. Ima- you can imagine uh, that that stuff. Do you do uh, one of the the focus points now in the hobby? I, and um, one one of my interests when I was on the ACA national board was uh, getting more young people involved. As you know, that that our our the anti car hobby is facing a very big crisis with trying to get young people involved and and keep this hobby vibrant do you do anything special with the the youth programs or any kind of special stuff for kids well only that we entertain an awful lot of school groups uh you know they come but as far as any any outreach programs or things like that we don't uh we work with one of the uh the national clubs that's uh that's predominant. The membership is in the Mid South, but it's the Mid America Old Time Automobile Association, and we're currently, and I serve on the board of that. We're currently discussing some a program that would get younger people involved because we understand the the situation also that uh, that there's you know that uh, we're just losing we're losing a lot of our older members and uh, and they're not being replaced. <coughs> and, uh, uh, it, it is it is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, I make a suggestion to you if you haven't already. Uh, uh, her name used to be Salisbury, but contact Tabitha Hammer at uh, uh, Haggerty Insurance, and uh, she's a real go getter and a great promoter. And Haggerty has a bunch of, of programs for that that are out of the box, requires no effort on your part to develop to do for for kids and young people in the, in the hobby. So if you haven't done that, you might want to to try get a hold of Tabitha and see if she has something that might work in for your 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 group. Very good. I'll do that. T- tell me about this club because Steve and I are are AACA members and other car clubs too, Steve's and Horseless Carriage. I'm not familiar with yours. Well, uh, we also our museum also serves as headquarters for them. It is it's a national club, but the uh, like I said before, the membership in it is predominantly in the Mid South, Arkansas, and, and surrounding states: Texas, Louisiana, Kansas, Oklahoma, et cetera, Tennessee. And uh, it uh, it's not a large club. It's got five or six hundred members, and uh, uh, it's made up of of twenty nine chapters. There's a club in. Uh, Little Rock that I belong to. There's a club in Conway, Arkansas I belong to. There's a club in Russellville, Memphis, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson, Tennessee, all these states. There's 29 clubs, and the members of those clubs are also members of uh, MOTAA, is what we call it, Mid-America Old-Time Automobile Association. And uh, we, have a, we have a magazine, and uh, a quarterly magazine, and and uh, like I say, we serve as headquarters for it at, the, at our museum. So it's not a it's not a big club. It it just it just never really took off. Uh, uh, but it's a you know it's an active club, very active because they help us they help us put on uh, uh, our big annual uh, car show that we have. And and when is that? 
that is in uh, in June. It uh, it's on the, in the third week of third week of June. Uh, actually, to be, to be more specific, it always ends on Father's Day Sunday. So a lot of people uh, remember it's, it's called they call it the Father's Day weekend show. But uh, we we actually have five shows a year now. But that's our big one. It's the one that we started back in 1968, and it has continued to grow. And the growth has been in the swap meet area, and we uh, we sell out every year. We've got about 1,450 spaces, including our car corral spaces, and and we sell out every year. And it's 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 a well-established show. It's called the Pedagene Show, and. Uh, it, it it does so well that we started a, sep- a second one in September, which is the fourth week of September, and it's a swap meet. And in addition to that, we have a, um, a military vehicle show, and we have a, uh, a an open car show also for that to uh, to for people to to see. And then the other three shows we have are are rather small shows. Uh, there's a Mustang show, uh, uh, a Ford Econoline show. There's a club that comes and puts a one-day show on and and then there's the motor maids which is a, a ladies motorcycle group that comes every year <laughs> that's so, cool wow that's these, interesting uh, these five shows are fundraisers for us of course you know we're we're all we're non-profit we're always fundraising and uh and, you know we're like any museum this there's, there's just no way you can get enough people through the front door to pay you know to pay for operating so you got to look for all different types of sources of fundraising to uh to uh to help you know, we're not trying to make any money. We're just trying to make ends meet. Right. What, what's your admission charge? Our adult admission uh, is ten dollars. Uh, seniors over sixty-five is nine. Uh, students uh, six through seventeen is five dollars, and under six is free with parents. Then we've got group rates for you know for groups that want to come, and we get a lot of groups. And uh, we've had several recently uh, antique car groups. You know that are on tours. That, that drive through, and uh, we've had several, usually this time of the year, because the, we have several seasons here. In the spring, we have the dogwoods, the early blooming trees, and in the summer is vacation season. But in the fall, we have the fall foliage, which is which is beautiful, just like up in uh, up in your area. And uh, and a lot of people get out and tour with antique cars. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, have you had any of the AACA national tours stop by your museum? Uh, no, we've not. We've had uh, a number of years ago. We had uh, a national Model A uh, meet headquartered here, and we've also had the Classic Car Club that has made a made a tour through here. But uh, I don't think that the AACA has. Well, we need to get some more information, and and because uh, uh, I do a lo- I I enjoy the touring side much more than I do the car show side of the hobby. Well, I do too because really the cars are made to be driven. <laughs> I, I agree. I you know I, I agree with you. We we just have done two pretty much right in a row, um, but there are going to be some events, and we do have uh, regions out in that area, and. and I just wonder if they just don't know that you guys are there and, and well, how to I, get I the think, information. I mean, you know, well, there's not an AAC chapter in Arkansas. Uh, I don't know that there ever has been. Really? <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, but the, the nearest one that I'm aware of, I think, is in Memphis. Really? So, uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised there's not one out there because, you know, we do quite a few dip- national tours of fitting different cars and they're always looking for something new and places to go, and your your deal would definitely be uh, uh, something to put on the 
put on a, as a destination. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. I'd like to to do that. I'll. Uh, um, anyway, so let's. We, uh, we've had the Great American Race come oh, through yeah. by our museum a couple times, and uh, and the first time, uh, well, you know, when I discussed it with him, I, I I made it to Hershey for. 30 years in a row one day, and I visited with the folks back there in the uh, the early days of the race uh, when it was really, you know, pretty much east coast to west coast, and uh, I told the, the the manager, the director of it, I said, I don't think they'd want to come because it's a it's a we're on a mountain and it's a pretty tough mountain you know it's it's a it's a big mountain and I, he said boy the tougher the better we'd like that so oh the guy came. from texas the guy from texas the guy from texas yeah, yeah. Tom, i believe his name was tom something i can't remember i can picture him but i can't remember his name either yeah yeah but anyway they came and then about five years later they came back and uh uh and uh that was that was quite a quite a quite a sight to have those cars coming in and out yeah it's pretty cool it's a it, it, it's a neat thing the the great race i have a good friend of mine that that is sort of the manager for coker on the great race and mm-hmm, yeah. I, well they're going cross country next year well not cross country from missouri to california's next year's deal uh-huh. for them mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Buddy right after this. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show, and we've got Buddy from. The Museum of Automobiles in Arkansas, up on top of the mountain. Uh, you look out and you see everything from here to there. Is that correct, buddy? That's correct. <laughs> hey, buddy, do you ever do any uh, sports car shows or have any activity with sports car people? Uh, not, not specifically, no. Okay. No, it's just mostly with the, with the antiques. Okay, because I know. And we're gradually, you know, we're gradually uh, working in a few open car shows to to accommodate a few other folks too that want to come. And uh, but it doesn't doesn't affect our. We have a big uh, a judge show in June, uh, and uh, it's on one end of our property. We've got seventy acres, so it's on one end of our property, and on the other end, we've started an open car show to get some of those guys in too that right. want to come. 
Buddy, about, buddy, can you come up one side of the mountain and go down the other side? Or that, have, That's correct. Yeah, There's okay. one Highway 154 that yeah. uh, uh, that will uh, you can exit at Marlton off the interstate and and come up 154 and exit the go off the west side of the mountain and get back on the interstate at, at Russellville, Arkansas. <clears throat> ah, well, let me ask, uh, if when you walk in the door, I know that you have a gift shop. What do you specialize in your gift shop? We try to we try to have something different than you can find at all gift shops going up and down the highway. So most everything is pretty much auto related. Uh, we have a lot of personalized things like postcards of our cars, uh, t-shirts, caps, and and uh, magnets and that sort of thing. But but we've got a lot of models and uh, and and I'm interested in anything that's you know that's antique auto related and. And uh, so we, we, you know, we try to have something a little bit different. Well, you you must like both of our hosts, and they're antiques and they're <laughs> auto related. Both. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. kind of fit in that category also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know why we let him get away with that? He pays uh-huh. us so much. We let yeah. him take a shot at us <laughs> once in a while. So, do you go? To, you go, you still go to Hershey, or don't you go anymore? No, I don't go anymore. Uh, my son works with me, and uh, he goes not every year, but occasionally. But I went for thirty years. From uh, from from sixty eight through ninety seven, and uh, and I really saw it grow because uh, in uh, in sixty eight it was pretty small, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, we had uh, it was kind of a business trip to, that got me started going because uh, we we built antique car tires uh, back in the fifth in nineteen in the in the sixties. Uh, at one time, there was nobody building tires when. Uh, uh, the guy up in Indiana shut down, and uh, and 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 Mr. Rockefeller bought the, his his equipment, and we brought it to Pettigene Mountain and set it up, and uh, and operated it for about three years, and uh, and then we sold it to uh, to uh, a group in, uh, in 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 Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, and they took it up there and set it up, and we had a ten year uh, deal with them, and so I'd have to go up there once a year to. Uh, to inspect the equipment and, and check on our investment, and uh, you mean those are universal? Just to go in Hershey. Yeah, that was universal that you were. Right? Yes, sir. Uh huh. Yeah, that was universal tire with Ann Klein was the principal, and sure. In fact, uh, Harold Coker was uh, one of the early ones involved in it, and another gentleman named Bill Dupree. Uh huh. Yeah, I've known I've known Harold since I was a kid, <coughs> and and the tire stuff. And, Ann Klein had a beautiful collection of Bentleys, if I remember right. Yes, Bentleys, and I think some Rolls, too. Yeah, but the Bentley Bentleys were the beautiful ones before Rolls took over. Yeah, nice person. So it's interesting how this business. Yeah, it's just a big circle, you know. If the more you get involved, you you know, you find out. Well, I knew this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Just because. we'd like to do uh, we've done this in the past you talk, sort of take us through a quick guided tour of your museum as you walk in the door and if we you know maybe I may have some questions about some of the cars that you have just you know as you as you see are they you know as you were to do a, a quick walk through well as you uh, of course as you come in the front door you see our uh, our, our admittance desk and uh, over to the left of that is our is our gift shop uh uh, and and the cars are all on one level. Even though we have two levels, on the lower level we have uh, uh, restrooms, a drinking fountain, and a coke machine, plus the offices, plus storage and maintenance area. Uh, upstairs we also have a handicap bathroom for those that can't maneuver the steps. 
but uh, all the exhibits on on one floor. There's it's a very unusual building. It still looks modern to me because even though it was built back in the 60s, but uh, it's built on the principle of a suspension bridge. The roof it's a uh, it's suspended on cables from the four corners, and uh, it's it's 22,500 square feet of exhibit space with no no uh, pillars to get in the way and the, and the roof swings down from the four corners and, and hangs on these cables uh, we tried to with the cars being rotated in and out uh, frequently it's it's almost impossible to keep them in chronological order but we try to keep some of the older cars over to the left and this is where we suggest that people start and the first one that they'll see is a, uh, is a 1908 Sears that's on a turntable in the front window. Is and that if you start is that down the first aisle? We've got some of the old, old like the we've got a, a twelve T, uh, a twelve page Beverly, a thirteen page Beverly, uh, yeah, a uh, fifteen T coupe, uh, a seventeen Maxwell, and 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 it's got three islands. It's got you go around the perimeter. There's the cars all the way, and then it's got three islands in the middle uh, with walkways in between them. It's a it's a beautiful setup and. And I think uh, I think I'm safe in saying we were probably the first museum that was built, designed, and built as an antique car museum because uh, back at that time there was a lot bigger museum than ours, like Harris, but it was in the old ice houses, as you can remember, uh, uh, there in Nevada. And uh, uh, a lot of people had converted buildings from something else and Jim Lake and um, Muskogee had some old metal buildings that had, he put a nice front on them but still they weren't designed as a car museum and, and we were the only one for a number of years before uh, several other museums were then designed and built so uh, we've got a beautiful building and uh, it goes all the way up to uh, through 1967 which is uh, Mr. Rockefeller's Fleetwood 75 his last personal car so uh we have a few other things. We've got an antique gun display. Oh, uh, really? We've got a license plate, Arkansas license plate display uh, of all the plates from 1911 through current. Uh, some things like uh, antique gas pumps, antique pedal cars, and antique arcade machines, and a player piano. And, and uh, you can kind of walk around at your own. It's not a guided tour. You walk around at your own pace, and some people spend 20 minutes. Some people spend two hours some people go to lunch and come back they want to read a lot of the history of the cars and what we try to do is with this uh with this broad coverage is try to portray the evolution of the automobile by the way by the way we have your website up on uh streaming live on our website right now and uh people that can look at it the museum of automobiles and uh we've got your hours and rates map up right now and yeah it's it's a pretty scene that you have a fountain out in front of uh, the museum that's correct. Uh, we've got a water fountain, a water feature that uh, it really, really sets it off. Yeah, it, it, it is very unique. I, I, I have to back you up way back. You mentioned the Sears. Is that a high wheeler? Yes. Okay. Let's. Is it a? Is it set up? Is it like a, a delivery wagon? Where you? No, s- it's a little runabout. Oh, it's a runabout. It's a Model J runabout. Oh wow, that's uh-huh. even rarer. If I remember, and it, right. uh, it's one of our permanent collection. It was donated to us. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, I'll mention too the old the old four Oldsmobile. That was the very first car that was donated to our permanent collection. So it's got a it's a little bit special to us. There was sure. a collector in Little Rock that uh, had several cars that he loaned us 
when we, uh, three cars, in fact, when we were going to reopen. And uh, we brought those three cars up. And uh, and when he got ready to take his cars home, he just left the four olds and said, I'm going to give you this one. So that was the first one that was donated. And, uh, uh, and, and uh but the, but the Sears is a, is a nice car and has a nice history to it, too. By it's the way, a family in Hot Springs that owned it since 1939. Wow. On, on your website, you have cars for sale. You have a, a 1970 Jacobson uh, Cruiser for sale. Uh, is it in running condition? or? Y- yes. Actually, that's not a, that's really not a car. That's a three-wheel uh, 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 little utility vehicle. Huh. Uh, but it, it is for sale. It was something that was given. We have cars for sale at times. At times, I've had quite a few. When people give us a car, it either goes in our permanent collection or it goes in our surplus inventory and we offer a sale. This is one of the ways we raise money. And uh, over a period of years, we've had uh, probably 25 or 30 cars that have been given to us that we can sell. Unfortunately, I, I, I sold the last car I had, which was a 74 old Starnado, about uh, two or three months ago, and I'm uh, I'm looking for one <laughs> some right now because it's always interesting for people to, you know, they want the first thing they ask, anything for sale? And we say, oh yeah, we got to sign with the cars up, but I just don't have any cars right now. I've got this literature trailer that's fully equipped and swap meet ready that was given to us with uh, with uh, probably twelve to 15,000 automobile ads in it, uh, and uh, and uh, we set it out when we have our swap meets, uh, but but I'd like to sell the whole unit. Yeah, I've got it up on uh, on streaming right now. So if somebody, you're a 501, so if somebody wanted to give you a car, it's totally tax deductible, and uh, uh, how would they contact you, and, and are you looking for anything specific? Well, of course, we're always interested in things that we could add to our collection, uh, uh, but we're all equally interested in cars that people just want to just want to help support our organization to give give to us even if we don't keep it even if we offer it for sale and and the best way is to go through to our website uh, uh, to uh, to get to us which is museumofautos.com and uh, that's that's the best way to to get to us and uh, but we're always there's no special car that we're looking for other than I'd like to have a Duesenberg. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we uh, all would. <laughs> yeah. uh, make, make that and, four. And another little bitty uh, uh, strange thing is that when Winthrop Proctor Rockefeller lived early in his early years before the museum was even an idea, he owned a Tucker. And uh, I'd love to have one of those. And I tried to get him to buy it back, and he wouldn't do it because uh, uh, he sold it before the music that he ever bought the Melton collection. And uh, <clears throat> when it came available out in California, <clears throat> I contacted him, and I said, well, we'd like to have this Tucker for the collection. He said, I know you would, said, but buddy, said, it's just a matter of policy. They were wanting 35000 at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, it's a, it's a matter of policy. I'm not going to pay 35000 for something I sold for $1,250. <laughs> yeah, now oh, that 35000 would be a half a million. That's uh, correct. <laughs> yeah, it, you <laughs> know. I sure would have liked to have that car back. I've got to ask, what was it? I mean, I've never, other than being around Jim and Steve, and they're, they're, they're close to the Rockefeller fortunes, but... <laughs> What was it? What was it like, even being around and talking to somebody like him? He was he was a very down to earth person. I worked for him uh, uh, until he died. I worked. I went to work there in January of nineteen sixty six, and I worked for him until he died in seventy three. And he was a, he was he was uh, he was just a down to earth person. 
That's neat. A little different than Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a new book out on Nelson. Uh-huh. Uh, it was reviewed in the Wall Street Journal last week. Um, yeah. We are going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to ask you if you start any of them up and run them around the lot for people. So okay. think about that. Okay. Right after this. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the uh, Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We're talking to Buddy Holzeman. Uh, he's He is the curator, operator. You don't do janitorial, too, do you, Buddy? I do a little all of it. Oh, okay. At the Museum <laughs> of Automobiles up on top of the mountain, Petite Jean Mountain. How did it get? How did that get that name? Well, there's a uh, there's a legend about a, a, a young maiden that uh, that came over on one of the uh, exploration uh, <coughs> uh, uh, from France. She was from France on the one of the exploration uh, up the uh, across the ocean, and of course up the Mississippi, and then up the Arkansas River. And they stopped uh, they stopped there at the foot of Petitjean Mountain, which is right. Beside the river, and uh, they found the uh, the native Indians there friendly. So they spent the whole summer there. But this young la- lady, young lady, disguise- wanted to be with her fiance who was on this trip. So she disguised herself as a cabin boy and uh, <laughs> and went along, and and no one knew who she was until they were ready to leave in the fall. And she became sick, and uh, subsequent uh, examination revealed that she wasn't a boy at all. She was a she was a girl, and uh, uh, the pedigene stands for Little John, and uh, that's who she called herself. And uh, she died, and is buried there on the mountain uh, at this point, right overlooking the Arkansas River. So that that is the legend of pedigene. Let me. Uh, you also said that uh, Rockefeller lived up there. What happened to his home? The he would have had there. Hello? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I, I, I lost you just a minute there. Oh, okay. What was the uh, question? Uh, you said Rockefeller had a home there. What happened to it, and how close is well, that to it, the museum? Well, it's still there, and it still belongs to the family. Uh, uh, he had a son that... Uh, that, uh, who also was in politics, who was lieutenant governor, and uh, he uh, he unfortunately passed away young with a 
with a disease and uh but his wife and he has several children and they they even though they live in little rock they maintained a home there on pettigene and it's kind of a weekend retreat and uh they still have the the uh the farm that he had and they operate the the cattle farm which featured santa gertrude's cattle and uh, mm-hmm. uh so it's still there and it's still maintained interesting interesting yeah. well, what Go ahead, David. Uh, what, what would you say, you know, the one calling point to the museum? What, what would you tell people, this is why you should come up the mountain? Well, uh, it, uh, it's where you can see, it, you know, uh, all types of automobiles from the very beginning and uh, uh, through, through the 60s and uh uh, it's just a wonderful exhibit, and it's a historical exhibit. It's an educational exhibit. Uh, this is why we get school groups that come in. A lot of times the teachers will make the uh, kids uh, pick a car and then do a story on it, et cetera. So they, they do read about them, and they understand about them. And, uh, they're, uh, you know, up until modern days, uh, there's nothing that had more influence on uh, our economy and our way of life than the automobile did when... Uh, when when you know when it started becoming available to everybody and you have to give Henry Ford a little credit for that when he got the model T down to less than $300 you know in the uh, in the 20s uh it it kind of put uh, America on wheels and uh it really changed our way of life yeah. buddy and that kind of leads into my question before we took the break do you ever take one of the cars and fire it up and drive it out for people to see and experience uh, yeah, yes, we do. We we have a couple vehicles that we uh, that that's not on the display for that we park outside every day because you know as you're driving down Highway 154, uh, you you know you can look over there, you can see the fountain, and you can see all our signs that says we're open. But but putting an antique car out there really adds to it. It's it, it's just a, kind of like a welcoming sign to come in. But now we do, as far as maintenance, we do start. All of the cars, uh, you know, at least twice a year. We start them and run them till they get warm. We we try to exercise them, whatever needs exercising, as far as brakes, transmission, etc. Uh, and then and, and then sometimes we'll take one out for a show and uh, and then and, and, and or take it to a show and then bring it back later. What what car in the museum seems to draw the most attention to, for people? Well, uh, I think pro- we've got a little program we just started that, that, that is your, you know, it's your, select your favorite car. And we have, after they, as, as they leave, as they exit, they can, they can vote on what their favorite car was. Right. And believe it or not, the first one that we did, which we started here just a couple months ago, was, was the 1941 Chevrolet pickup. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a little half-ton pickup, red and black. It was the most popular one. That, oh that, my! Uh, the first one. The second one then was a was the '57 Chevrolet convertible. Of course, you know it. It's timeless. It's been popular from the day it was new, and uh, oh, yeah. and it's still very popular. And it's the yeah. '57 convertible. But I just I can't believe they walk by the high wheeler because that is so unique. Or they they walk by other cars that you've got there that I, I won't use the word cute, but I would say stunning or attractive. But that that's amazing. The Chevy pickup truck, of course, as we all know, pickup trucks lately have gone through the roof price-wise, and people are really restoring them now. They've become very popular. I, yes, I, I, I was just going through your website, and uh, 
I, I can't help but comment on Tootsie. Now, does she <laughs> does does she participate in the museum as well? Well, she's my number one volunteer. <laughs> every time that every time I need something done that I don't have anything, don't have anybody to do, she does for me, and uh, she participates. And uh, when we go to shows and uh, go on tours, and and uh, you know, we have several shows that we go to every year, and we and we have usually have a couple tours, uh, two three day tours is usually what we do. Go on Friday and come back Sunday and drive some of the old cars. And uh, she, oh yeah, she's very active. That's me. Okay, now tell me who Sitsi is. Tootsie. 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 That, Tootsie. That's my wife of 57 years. Oh, oh man, you surpassed me. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 44. Uh, oh. Plus state and federal 44 taxes. 44 in years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, that that's neat. Now, one other question. A restoration shop. Yeah, that was I was going to ask. You. Yeah, uh, tell us, do you have one, and uh, how no. do you know? No, do you... we don't have one. We do. We do a little bit of you know. Uh, uh, we do a little bit of maintenance on the cars. Uh, we yeah. might do a little bit of touch up, but as far as a a full restoration shop, we don't have one. Uh, all the cars in, that were in Mister Rockwell's collection were uh, were restored up in uh, in Detroit. Uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Walter Heater that had. What was called Fleet Supply was the name of his company, and he restored uh, most all of the cars that we got from the Melton collection. And the cars that we get now, you know, we don't they they come to us fully restored, and maybe need a little cleaning, a little waxing, and uh, uh, that's all we have to do to them. A little touch up paint here and things like that. So so that's that's all we are able to do right now. We're uh, we don't have the resources anymore to buy cars and. And, and, and restore cars, as you know, is a very expensive uh, operation. Uh, so we right. just, uh, what we what comes to us, what we take is something that, that is ready to put on the floor. Okay. Do you have interns in the summer that would come by? Do you ever do an internship? Uh, well, we have some volunteers, uh, not really interns, no, sir. Okay. No. Okay. All right. David, you uh, yeah, I was you. just going to go quickly. Uh, if you would recap sort of your website and also uh, uh, the hours that you're open, and again, the uh, incredible idea of being open 364 days a year is just uh, uh, you know. Well, <laughs> now, now that he mentioned he has a gun museum, I wouldn't want to go there after dark. <laughs> so. <laughs> You, you probably have the key to the gun museum for the people at night, don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. No, uh, if you'd give us your uh, the website again and uh, phone number, and uh, if people wanted to donate, um, you'd said go to the website. Can they call you direct? Sure, they can call us direct, and uh, and of course, all of that information is on our website. But our phone number is area code five zero one seven two seven. Five four two seven. Now you said and, uh, uh, our website is museumofautos dot com. You'd you'd mentioned too that one of your sons uh, works in the museum with you. Um, actually, two uh, actually two of them do. Ah, so it's uh, it's almost a family uh, affair, huh? That's that's correct. Uh, the oldest son, Tommy, uh, he's uh, he takes care of all the building maintenance, uh, ground maintenance, and. Uh, and the maintenance on the cars, uh, uh, starting them periodically and uh, keeping them running, and uh, and just 
a general maintenance man does everything. Uh, he's been with me about 20 plus years. Uh, a younger son, Alan, uh, is in the office. He's the comptroller and he, uh, he's been there about 10 or 12 years now. And, uh, they, they've, this is why I'm still working, uh, into my retirement years. I just enjoy it so much and enjoy working with the family and, uh, and you know I've I've been around long enough that I can kind of do kind of come and go as I please and uh, and it's it's really been a pleasure and I intend to stay on a couple more years even though I I've already spent 48 there. Let me ask uh, as uh, with the 48 years of experience, uh, can you relate one of the classic stories that you might have heard as somebody was walking through the museum maybe with their grandson or their granddaughter and. And talking about, well, I used to have a car like this. Or, or do you have any stories that you could relate to us, right quick? Well, uh, an item or two. Uh, number one is what we're finding right now is so many of the people that come in now are bringing their children, who were children that their parents brought them there in the early years. So you know, we're getting a lot of families that are returning now that were there originally as a child. Because because of the the length of time we've been there, and of course you're right. Uh, they you, you can overhear them talking in the back about uh, you know we had one just like this, or my grandpa had one just like this, and and uh, <clears throat> actually the collection we have right now is probably more interesting to the uh, to the uh, general public than uh, than the collection we had of Mr. Rockefeller's. Now Mr. Rockefeller's collection was more like an art museum with you know with number foreign makes plus cars that that, that only the purest uh, and the, uh, the older collectors would, re- would remember uh, and uh, but now the when when you bring in the cars uh, the common cars the cars of the 40s and 50s you know people can remember that they, their father had one or their grandfather had one and uh, and and that that's always an interesting uh, aspect to hear people talking about that well, buddy, uh, this has been a delight having you on today, and uh, we want everybody to come up to your museum, go up the mountain, and uh, we're going to send uh, Jim Weber back up the mountain. We're going to let him walk this time, though. Oh, I'll run it. You, you yeah, that's it. You need a 5K run up the mountain. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of people walk up and down it uh, in preparation for their hunting season to begin, yeah. get ready to go out west and hunt <laughs> moose and things. Oh my! We again, we do appreciate you being on today, and uh, we look forward to meeting you one of these days. And uh, who knows who will show up at, at your front door, but not on Christmas. No, <laughs> yeah, we won't be open that day. There will be somebody there, but but he'll be over there by the gun collection. <laughs> Steve and Jim, it's certainly been a pleasure, and okay, uh, I hope that you will come up and see me, and I can show you around and. You can see some of the things we talked about today. Super. Thank you very much. We enjoyed it. You've been listening to the uh, Classic Car Show on on America's Web Radio. Stay tuned for more entertainment right here. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.